Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. How are you today, sir? Uh, pretty good. I just finished listening a little while ago to the uh, Larry Sinclair interview that was done by Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he posted, I believe, at 6 o'clock last night, Eastern Time. And so far, it's got 10.5 million uh, downloads, which is wow, pretty substantial for a relatively short period of time. For those of you who don't know who Larry Sinclair is, he's a guy who actually came out with this story back around 2004. Uh, and the story was that once when he was on a business trip to uh, the Chicago area, he, being a gay man, was uh, out cruising. You know the term cruising that they use when uh, they're out uh, looking for some kind of uh, sexual sideline? Some and, action, yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, he was uh, taken by a driver, a cab driver, to this young man. And this young man so happened to be, this is all according to Larry, Barack Obama. And... Uh, Larry goes into some some pretty uh, significant detail as to what happened on that uh, that night that he met Barack Obama, and then he also mentions that the next day, Barack came back to Larry's hotel without any warning or invitation because he wanted to continue the relationship. So really, yeah, he. Uh, and then he said he didn't realize he didn't realize who it was till he was watching the Democratic convention in 2004 on television and Barack came out and did a speech and that wasn't when he got the uh, nomination it was when he was literally kind of introduced to the world America yeah and uh, and and he said he almost fell <laughs> fell off his chair when he saw it and in 2007 he mentioned that he tried to uh, contact the Obama campaign to say, hey, look, I'm out here. Maybe you should be more upfront about uh, Barack's sexuality because it's a reality. I know it's a fact. And they avoided the issue. And and I'm, I'm not going to go into the minutiae of the interview that uh, he had with Tucker, but it was interesting. And, you know, it, it really wasn't something that a lot of us already suspected. A lot of us already felt that this guy had a a background like this, but what irritated me more than anything was the lie that mm -hmm. he lived, you know, uh, in front of the American people. He came out being this wholesome all-American family with a wife and two kids, and and um, he tried to pretend that he was Mr. and Mrs. Uh, you know John Q. America, you know Mr. and Mrs. Main well. Street USA, and he wasn't apparently. And uh, but we get a lot of that in politics, don't we? Yeah, we do. A lot of a lot of posers, a lot of pretenders, and hey, yeah, you know it is what it is. And if he is, you know, come clean and just say it. I think he'd get more respect. But um, damage has been done. Yeah, too, as far yeah, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it, you know, he let down a community that apparently was pretty large and that the Democrats embraced. So it was not just him, but the, the whole Democratic Party. Yeah, you know the powers that be. You know, I heard something you know? the other day that uh, that chef that was found drowned mm -hmm. uh, on Martha's Vineyard, his chef that was in that pond that apparently uh, he was writing a book. And I guess you know there's some speculation. Oh, somebody must have read one of the chapters and didn't <laughs> like it. You know. <laughs> yes, we need to talk to you about chapter seven. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, like so much in politics. It isn't what uh, it's presented to as. You know, we're 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 presented. You know, I was another thing that happened. I got so much to talk about today, uh, but you heard about. Maybe you didn't hear about it. There's a bunch of Republicans uh, who are trying to block. Oh, six Trump. of them in Colorado. Yeah. yeah, they want to take them off the ballot. And I think you know, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the 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 theory is. You don't have to be guilty of it. You just have to be accused of it. Yeah. And that's 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 reason enough to take you off of the ballot. You can't run sorry. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a scary thing because then you can go and look at any opponent and say, you know what? 
you're an insurrectionist. Oh, you can't run for office. Sorry, that's a disqualifier. I think they're going to do it, and that's going to that's well, going to show us. Never mind the know, fact that this exact the sharks in the tank. This exact same claim has was proposed by a Republican. They love to say, "Oh, he's a Republican who is challenging Trump." You've heard the expression "rhino." I mean, Mitt Romney is a Republican. You think he would vote for Trump? Come on, folks. This there's a lot of people out there who claim to be Republican who would do anything to keep Trump off the ballot because Trump is a force to be reckoned with. But that being that being said, uh, Florida, there was a ruling just last week that uh, mm-hmm. it was unlawful and uh, there was nothing to it, and, and Trump has a right to be on the ballot. The same thing is going to happen out in Colorado, and there's another one in Washington State. But this is all, This is you've heard the expression... And New Hampshire. You've heard the expression flood the zone? Flood the zone. That means put a lot of it out there. Get get one of these things going in as many states as possible because the sheer numbers will overwhelm the system. Somebody will make the mistake of saying that it ha- these have some credibility. You know? Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I well, think there's a lot of that going on. I mean, we'll get into it here in the show because there's there's other cases of it that uh, are happening to where, well, you know what? Uh, the the trial down in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Just cut the chase and get right down to it. I like that. You know, Fanny does not want to uh, try people separately. She's not prepared for that. No. She wants everybody to be all lumped together because run them through the meat grinder, grind, 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 because mm-hmm. she's got a better chance of getting one blanket conviction than 19 separate ones. Because And if you have one go awry... Now that brings all of them into question because they're pretty much all the same charges over and over and over again. Well, judges ruled that uh, Sidney Powell and uh, his uh, his uh, former uh, attorney, uh, Ken Chesper, they go, yeah, yeah, they they go on trial in October. Yep, and I mean, one of them, you know, impersonating a public official. What the hell kind of charge is that? Because. You work for the president or former president. Yep. You know, on his uh, on his legal team, you're a public official. Yeah, I know. I know. It's amazing. Sidney Powell and Ken Chesborough, they go off on trial October 23rd, and like mm. you said, uh, much to to the dismay of uh, of Fanny, who, by the way, I, there's a story going out there that she she got a million dollars, a million dollars to uh, um. I think to to bring these charges. I mean, this is again. This well, is, her bank are, records would tell a lot. Well, it would, but you have to have you know a cause to go look at her bank records. And if she mm-hmm. if she got a million dollars through unscrupulous yeah. means, I would think she'd probably uh, hide it. Uh, you know, she wouldn't just put it down in her bank account as uh, funds received. You know, but um, this Sydney Powell is is not somebody to be trifled with. She's a good lawyer. If you're wondering who she is, she's the lawyer who literally defended uh, General Flynn when he had those bogus charges thrown at him, and she got mm-hmm. him off. She got him. She got him cleared of those charges, and uh, so she she knows her way around the courtroom. And I'd be a little concerned if I were Fannie Willis. The only thing that Fannie has going for it is that it may be a stacked deck. You know, well, I think it is a stacked deck, and you know the Democrats are playing with. You know, stack decks. Hell, you know, uh, kind of off center here, but it goes mm-hmm. back to it. You know, you look at Harvard; uh, they are at the bottom of the list for free speech. This is that. where yeah. our current and future politicians come from, and there is no free speech in Harvard. What does that tell you about yep. politics today and where we're headed into the future? We're going to hell, friends. Yeah, I know. Um, if Harvard is that way, you got to wonder whether the same goes for Brown, Princeton, Higher education Yale. is corrupting our, our, our youth and our leaders. And what did communism say that they would take control of? Education. Many, many, many years ago? The, the children. The, yeah, the, yeah, the education system. Yeah. Well, apparently they own it. So... And it's sad because not only are they messing with your kids, but they're also charging an exorbitant amount of money. I mean, I don't know how how parents do it anymore. 
I don't know how parents can afford it. Eighty, oh. eighty-five thousand dollars a year tuition for mm -hmm. uh, for a, a college education. And what amazes me is that people they go to Harvard, they go to Brown, they go to Yale, Princeton, all these Ivy League schools, spend almost a hundred grand a year for uh, the right. education, and the kids walk out with a bachelor's degree. And then you can go to another school, like a state school somewhere, a smaller state school, and it might cost you fifteen or twenty thousand dollars a year, and you get a bachelor's degree. You get, yeah, you can say, well, I graduated from Harvard. Oh, he Harvard. went to Harvard. Oh, my goodness! But it's still just a bachelor's degree. You know, there. It's not like they're getting something that's fancier, and mm -hmm. uh, at least in, in my opinion. Um, anyway, so we have, we have so much, uh, we, we, we talked about, um, what happened with, uh, with, uh, Trump and, and the, they're trying to take him off the ballot and, and that's, that well, do you think it's going to happen here? Here's the question. Let's just back up here a little bit. Do you think they're going to be successful? We got 50 states, right? That uh, they might get two or three, just enough to sit there and screw him over in the election. Yes, yes, because okay. I don't trust the judicial system anymore. I think that we have got a corrupted judicial system. I'll give you a case in point. Uh, January sixth, we just had um, this. Uh, I can't think of his last name. One of the the Proud Boys uh, leaders. He wasn't even in Washington when January 6th uh, insurrection, and I use that in quotes, uh, took place. And this Judge Owen, Kelly, Owen Schroyer. this Judge Kelly gave him 22 years. Oh, no. I'm thinking of, uh, uh, he has a, yeah. a, a, a Hispanic last name, and, yeah, uh, no, I know Torio or something like that. Um, and and I'll, I'll, I'll think of it later, but... 22 years for for what? For a belief? A belief that he, you know, well, that the election was stolen? They gave well, 17 years to another kid, 15 years to another kid. They don't give those kind of sentences out to uh, to some manslaughter uh, criminals or, or even some murder uh, criminals right. don't get those kind of sentences. And this guy, Kelly claims to be a conservative. He oh, no. was appointed by Trump. Uh, listen, friends, you got, and even Trump said this, you got thousands of appointees that you have when you are president, and you can't personally know every single one of those appointees. If you have a trusted uh, person in your administration who says, this guy would be a good judge, you go with it. Because well, here's the problem. Trump mm -hmm. didn't have a system like the Democrats do. They can sit there. If you ran as a Democrat, they'll say, this is the guy you want to appoint. He's on the team. Yep. Trump didn't have that. And the Republican Party doesn't have that. They're not an organized crime division. Now, there are organized mobsters within the Republican Party that are really, we call them rhinos, mm -hmm. you know. The guy I was talking about, by the way, Owen Schroyer. Uh, they want to give him, uh, a, a, a judge wants to give him 120 days for hate speech because he's saying that January 6th was a stolen election. It, it's his opinion. They, you have the right to an opinion. You have the right to publicly say, yeah, I don't know. There's something not right about that election. You know, I think it was stolen. Ah, that's hate speech. Yeah. I was thinking about Enrique Terrio. Yeah. Uh, he was the guy who got the 22 Well, there's years. two examples, you know, yeah. I mean. There is no free speech. How do, you there get, is no how do you get 22 years? And you weren't even in D.C. I, to me, um, there's two separate systems in place here. Uh, you have 22 years for somebody who was a, quote, proud boy, who mm -hmm. believed that the election was stolen and told the people that it was stolen, and he, he was a supporter of President Trump. And then... There's the other BLMs and Antifas who literally destroy millions of dollars worth of cities and get nothing. They don't no. even go on trial. We we are traipsing down an evil, you know, path here because 
already uh, the Democrats are saying anybody, they, they've got a new label. Well, it's an old label, but it's a new label. Oh, what? You think that Biden, President Biden, should be impeached? You're a conspiracy oh. theorist. Oh, it, so it, by labeling you that, now think about this. I know. Let's take that a step further. You know, if you're a conspiracy theorist, then and you're and you're saying, you know, that Biden should be impeached. He stole the election. Does that not label you an insurrectionist? Oh, sure. From I your mean, own couch. But you know, the thing is, you haven't been convicted ever of being an insurrectionist. Well, there, you know, you don't have to. Okay, that that has been defined by. Adam Schiff and other Democrats. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, but that's not the way. Our, that's not the way our legal system is supposed to work. You're supposed to be tried and then in either found innocent or convicted, and and that's the way the system works. By the way, if President Trump has uh, something working in the background to save our country, my suggestion, sir, if you get this tape, is to. Get going. Get in gear. Yeah, because I, you know, you're gonna you're gonna miss your window of opportunity. I think the window of opportunity, unfortunately, uh, and I'm just speaking hypothetically. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm not recommending. Not saying I believe this. Right. I'm just saying the wheels are turning for what looks like could be a revolution. You take Trump off the ballot. Oh, God because, forbid. Here's, well, here's, no, 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 no. The left is going nuts over the fact of a new survey. And a new poll out there says that the overwhelming majority of conservatives, mm -hmm. all right, the overwhelming majority believes that January 6th was a left-wing plot to screw up the election, and that in and of itself, if if that's true, if the overwhelming majority believes that January 6th was, was a left-wing, you know, organized setup. setup to make Trump look bad, mm -hmm. and then you take him off the ballot, and that means, wait a minute, this is my candidate, and I can't vote for him? Say you want a revolution. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, I mean the I, Beatles I, are going to be popular with their song again. You know, I, I I truly believe there's something to be said for that because uh, I, I think, looking from the outside in, I was like millions of viewers watching on television. It sure looked like a setup. People say, well, what do you mean? I mean, when you have... Capitol Police opening the doors and standing aside and letting people walk into the Capitol when you actually lead them up the stairs like some mm -hmm. of the Capitol Police did. Exactly. Um, that, to me, sounds like a setup, friends. How that guy, by the way, that lieutenant who shot Ashley Babbitt in the throat and killed her, how he can be proud of what he did and actually get a promotion last week or the week before last is beyond me. It's beyond any comprehension. It sure isn't justice. We have a lot of things going on in our country right now that is bewildering. That is bewildering and troubling because they don't look real. What do you think of Bill Barr? Think he's a good guy, bad guy, rhino, or what? You know, it's funny you should ask that because I have not been happy with him. But then he actually got Arizona. involved with something. Yes. Uh, tell the people, Bill. Well, apparently in Arizona now, they are looking into, there's, there's a law there about signature verification that, and a law that has been misaligned, misconstrued, and broken. So... Now it's it's been brought into light, mm -hmm. you know, that there was heavy fraud that uh, just down to the fundamental basics of the election that transpired. So that's that's a good news for the cause. Will William Barr actually helped win that case with the judge and said, yeah, you know, and he defined what the law is and it had been broken. That brings Arizona 
back into the forefront and the election back into question. And I thought about that and I thought, you know, there are people out there on the right and we call them rhinos and they are. And they hated Trump so much that they were willing to tank an election. And now they're going back and going, well, Trump's out of the picture now. Pretty much, I'm sure of that. And they're going back to maybe right some wrongs. Or is this a way of them clearing the path to get another rhino candidate in the works? Well, you know, Bill, a lot of people believe another theory and that it's all part of a master plan. Now, I'm I'm just I'm telling you, it's all part of a show. And uh, some people believe, and I'm just telling you what I've, I've read and heard, that he's actually always been on Trump's side. I'm, I know. Mm-hmm. I've seen the interviews, too. I've cringed when he's made some nasty statements about President Trump, too. But there are some people who believe that it's staged, that it is to let the opposition lower its guard. And that uh, he is not, uh, he's actually working with the good guys. Well, it could could be, but then there's also the the possibility that uh, it's staged, yes, but it's staged for the public to go, when, you know, to prevent what I just mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, a revolution. They got to feel like they got they got a fight going on here and that the good guys are coming out and going to the going to well we lost that fight dang it but we put up a good front you know we we you know yeah yeah I, I, I was always you know my my dad you know staunch conservative but he always believed he goes yeah what you see in the news and what really goes on behind the scenes two different things he goes it's all rigged. He goes, it's like watching a wrestling match mm-hmm. on TV. They get together and go over the script before the actual, you know, the lights and the cameras come on. And I didn't believe that. And, you know, I used to say, no, these guys yeah. really go out there and get whooped around. But then I worked for WMC in Memphis where the WWE actually formed. And I used to sit there and see all these guys and guess what they were doing before they went out on camera. <laughs> All right, here, okay, you know, here's Lawler sitting there with this big guy that never made the national cut. Mm -hmm. You're going, okay, now I'm going to bring out these big giant panties, and I'm going to do this, and this was an actual scene. Yeah. And he would get mad and slam a chair over his head. It was a breakaway chair. Mm -hmm. And I'm going like, boy, Dad was right. So if he was right about this wrestling, my dad in the Army was a professional boxer, and he was a professional bodybuilder and trained some pretty famous people. But the point is, he was right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if everything is all theatrics, that what we see is not real. But the thing that bothers me about all this theatrics, if if it is theatrics, and if there's something happening in the background that uh, we're not privy to just yet, and when, what I said a little while ago about it's maybe time to, you know, kick it into gear, it's because, I don't know if you heard this or not, over the weekend the Russians did some nuclear weapons uh, uh, rattling. They rattled their sabers oh, over the yeah. weekend, literally saying that we're ready now to go to nuclear war if we have to with the United States. And they said that it would be a war on our soil. You know, we, we have never really had a war on our soil and uh they made it quite specific it it could happen Um, i think they have more foot soldiers than we have they have more nukes than we have they may not be as accurate but they have more nukes and who's going to be the first to fire it off and make it go by the way uh i think uh putin has an ally now in slovakia the new president there that's a fan of putin and so Mm -hmm. You know, you've got... But there was a story... Russia, did, did you see the story that said, where's Putin? Is Putin sick? I mean, this is essentially what they were saying. This came out a couple of days so. ago. But here's the thing I was thinking is, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. You don't be wishing for the removal of Putin because so far he has been um, counted on to keep his finger off the trigger, so to speak. 
He hasn't fired any weapons. He hasn't blown us up. Oh, yeah, the war on the Ukraine, this, there's, a, you know, there's a war going on there, and they say he started it. But if you ask him you why know. he did it, he'll give you a story that in some ways makes sense. You know, he, well, he has, in his mind, justification. Well, here's a thought on Putin, because we're talking about how feeble and, you know, ill he is. And I'm like going, you know, while he was somewhat of an ally to us, mm -hmm. you know, over the years, they always talked about his prowess, his strength. And right. his, you know, he, he stayed Riding in horseback shape. with no shirt on to. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. you saw all these pictures and they were real. The news was real. But all of a sudden, he's an enemy. Oh, he's not feeling that good. He's not feeling that good. Mm. So I don't buy that crap for a minute. I, you know, a healthy guy is a healthy guy, and he's going to stay in that pattern. But when somebody that is your foe disappears, mm -hmm. they could be going, you know what? Let's rattle some sabers. I'm going to go to the command post 40 stories underground where it's safe. Yeah, and let's let's go ahead and rattle those sabers and see what they do because the button's down here too. And I would also say to people who uh, think that a change at the top in Russia might be a good thing, no, uh, it's you know look at the guy who tried to bring uh, the uh, army into Moscow a couple of months ago. Look what happened to him a couple of weeks ago when he was flying out of Moscow in his airplane. You know the the plane was. Shot down, and the guy was killed. That wasn't done by mistake. That wasn't done by that was done by Putin and his allies, I think. And either uh, that or somebody on that plane had the same thing as the guy on the Delta <laughs> flight. Just a worse case. I don't think so. <laughs> Bad joke. Oh, uh, but there is a, a. We're not being told the truth about a lot of no. things right now. You know, we have the the situation with China. Uh, this guy Xi, uh, he is—he's a known commodity too. But they're meeting, you know, uh, Xi and Putin are meeting, I believe, this week. And you know, they're not going to talk about their golf game. They're going to talk about uh, strategy against us because we have never been weaker. The thing I was thinking about last night, as I was trying to get to sleep, is that mm -hmm. Putin is a known commodity and. Even though he talks a good talk, he's basically kept uh, his hand off the nuclear trigger. Xi is a known commodity. He has a massive nuclear gun, too, but he hasn't fired it. Oh, he's talked a, a good talk, but he hasn't pulled the trigger. Even the, the, you know, the, the little guy in uh, North Korea has talked about using his weapons, but he hasn't done it. The odd man out truly is Biden because yeah. Biden is mentally incapacitated. Biden is the guy who you don't, you saw what he did at the Medal of Honor uh, ceremony. Oh, they're uh, making up an excuse about that, and I'm not going to go into it, well, but yeah, well, he I, walked out in the benediction well, before he, the benediction. Here's what Corrine Jean-Pierre said. And he left as planned, as it was planned. Uh, he left uh, when there was a pause in the program in order to minimize to minimize his close contact with attendees uh, who are uh, who are about to participate in a reception. And uh, as you all reported that, noticed that he left uh, uh, when there was a pause in the program because, again, he wanted to minimize uh, certainly uh, uh, his impact on folks who were there. What is the qualification for, for her job? Is it to be a world-class liar? Because well, she, is, she, she is amazing. The fact of the matter is, if what she said is true... Then why was he putting the Medal of Honor uh, medal around the uh, the gentleman who earned it? And literally, he was probably two inches from the guy's face. If he was concerned about uh, contact COVID. with these people, he wouldn't have done that. Uh, no, it's it's just well, uh, they have they have, the fact is this guy. If you saw it, he walked out in a fog. He yeah. walked out. Well, in you a know, fog. he he, he you know, walks out, walks in in a fog too, because. Let, let's face it, my, my, my son in college, and the, they were already discussing that the uh, protocols are in place for another lockdown, mm -hmm. and schools are going to be shutting down. Unbelievable. Elementary schools are starting to already do the mask mandates, but they're talking about lockdowns. Whether you believe me or not doesn't matter. 
it is going to happen again. Unbelievable. Now, Biden screwed up. He did a press conference, and he walked out, and I'll paraphrase here, you know, because um, he didn't have a mask on. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 want yes. me to uh, <laughs> to wear a mask, but don't tell them I didn't wear it. I saw that. It does he pretty forgot good, to put on the stupid mask. So my question is. But he had it in his hand. But he had it in his hand, but he didn't put it on. So, Joe, they told you, they, who the hell is they? Because apparently they are running this show. Yeah, I mean, this guy's the president of the United States. You know what Harry Truman had on his desk? He had a a little sign that says, the buck stops here. Meaning, Ain't nobody else but me, baby, and this is where it is. But that ain't the situation with Joe. (laughs) No, no, no. Well, then you got Jill. I mean, not Jill, but you got Kamala that was out doing a word salad again when she's, you know, out representing the country. But, you know, the one thing that she did, and it's a scary thought because they are, the Democrats are talking that, Mm -hmm. well, we may have to replace Joe. Well, Kamala is their replacement. And there's a reason for that. And she goes, I'm ready. I am ready for the oh, job. I saw that. And you know what? The the first thing she's going to do, because they're saying by the end of September, Hunter is going to be indicted and face at least 10 years in prison. They got the goods. Yep. And Kamala, you know, well, Joe, Joe can't run any, do anything anymore because of medical reasons. Kamala comes in. Pardon Hunter. Pardon the Bidens. It'll be pardon city. Yep. And guess what? <laughs> right. All bets are off. Get Trump. In the meantime, uh, you know, uh, the Republicans, you'd think they'd be, this is the opportunity for them. They should be standing locked arms, uh, making a statement to the world. But no, we have the likes of Mitch McConnell. Yesterday, old Mitch got out there. Mitch and, the glitch. Uh, and he proved that... <laughs> I like that, Bill. I like that a lot. Mitch the glitch. Uh, but he, he had this to say. Mitch, this is his first comment uh, post-glitch, okay? This is Mitch McConnell. Oh, that, he did I that. have no idea where that came He's from. He's saying that way. He, he made all those instruments with his throat. i got to try that again. <laughs> Boy, he plays a nice trumpet. I'll tell you that much. He really does. By the way, he is going to be in a movie. I understand he's worked with Disney. He's going to be in um, in uh, Frozen Three. <laughs> Very well done. But anyway, what, what Mitch did say, and I'll paraphrase it because obviously he didn't play the trumpet. Although he, who knows? Um, maybe in his mind, in that fog, he was having a little. Uh, jam I don't want session. to know what trumpet he played in his mind. But he said yesterday that uh, he thinks that the administration has been a little slow with its. It's doling out of the cash and the weapons needed to fight the war. He said that uh, it has to be faster and we need more of it. I mean, the guy freezes two times in a row, and he actually has the people who are watching his press conferences uh, pining for the days when he froze. Because when he speaks, he says something which is so dumb. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously the world, uh, his party... The people in his party, the the majority of the people in his party, have uh, shown themselves in recent polls to be against the war. They don't want to be involved in the Ukrainian war. You would think that would have some effect on the Republican leadership. But if what McConnell said yesterday is any indication, it has no effect. The guy still out there still saying we need to have a, a more robust response to the Ukrainian war. You know, mm-hmm. lo- they're they're losing, they're losing yeah, thousands of people. I mean, they they had a picture on the internet of uh, like an open field of of uh, graves, and they were just waiting for the bodies. They mm-hmm. they had pre dug these graves because they knew that they would have to have a place to bring the bodies because you just can't leave all those people lying around. They got to bury them. And uh, this war is a meat grinder, and it, it serves no purpose. Where we are spending over a hundred million dollars of our money a day, mm-hmm. a day. And no. you know we're in debt so far. Where is this money coming from? 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a well-known fact that uh, we can just print money because uh, our wealth is defined by our military strength, which is weakening thanks to Joe Biden. But where is this money coming from? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got inflation that's running away, and the American dream, is that that's a fleeting dream. I mean, home ownership, well, BlackRock's going to take that away in the next two years. They want to have 60% of all the real estate. You know, we're not going to be, you know, you, you think that there are camps now of degenerates out on the street, you know, living in pop-up tents? Pretty soon that's going to be uh, more than 60 or 70% of the listeners to this podcast or any other conservative or democratic show that's on the air. Only the elite will have a place. You see where uh, uh, $95 million promised to Maui for a response Yet we're giving, we're giving $100 million a day to the Ukraine for that's a war? Right. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Can you imagine if we took that money that we're giving to Ukraine and put it into our road systems, into our railroad systems? Our infrastructure? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, Cancer yeah, research. And, and, you know, you got to wonder, too. You know, we, we've done away with uh, fossil fuels. We're going to lithium batteries, which mm. are not working. You know the one thing that Putin's got that nobody else has got? He has gone from last to first. Mm-hmm. He's got gas. Well, it doesn't surprise me because uh, they uh, have got gas. They have got, uh, and I mean, some of their companies are here. Lucas Oil is is Russian owned. Uh, in case you're wondering, there that you see it on the East Coast, and the gas is higher. Have you wondered why there's been very little talk in recent months about Nord Stream, Nord Stream Two, mm-hmm. the the fact that uh, it was it was blown up. You know, they, I was listening to an interview with uh, the president of Hungary. He was talking with Tucker. Uh, this is two or three weeks ago. And he said, I immediately let the world know, in the United States uh, specifically, that they better not mess around with the southern pipeline. They, we hear nothing t- mentioned about the southern pipeline from Russia. We know about the northern, the Nord Stream 2, Northern Stream 2, right? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't realize there was a southern pipeline that fed Hungary and neighboring countries. And uh, the president of Hungary said, you mess around with that and you're going to have a big problem because we know what you did and we know who did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Um, all of a sudden, it's quiet. Nobody's talking about that uh, that terrorist act. We all kind of know who did it. We all kind of know why they did it. Uh, but it's been hushed. It's it's been even the Russians aren't talking about it. You, you mm. wonder why. It, it and by the way, have they sealed it? Is it sealed? It's been months. Uh, that's a massive explosion. Did they? Stop the pipeline and put new pipe in there and replace it. Are they working on it? What's what's going on? Is it still leaking? Well, we- there has to be a master shut off somewhere inland. Yeah, that would have been the first thing I did, shut it off. Then I would have gone down there with divers and welders and rebuilt that pipeline. But that uh, I would imagine that the construction for that would be still going on. Where did that pipeline go to? Germany. It went to Germany. Germany. Yeah. It is, as a matter of fact, uh, a lot of Germany suffered big time for lack of heat because mm. of that pipeline being shut down they put all of their uh they put all of their depend they depended a big big time on on that pipeline they put all of their aces all of their money behind to the russians because they figured oh that that'll be all the fuel we need we don't have to worry about alternate sources of energy because we got a massive amount coming in from Russia on the Nord Stream 2. So when they mm. blew that pipeline up, all bets were off for the Germans. And mm. they didn't have a, a solid backup. And they liter- they suffered uh, this past winter. I guess it was, it's was it been longer since uh, the explosion of the pipeline, now that they think about it. But uh, there's so much news out there, friends. It, it, it goes by so quickly. You, you forget sometimes the dates, you know. I mean, every day there's something happening. Breaking news used to mean something when you saw it on the news, but now it's just another slide that comes up because mm. every day there's a breaking news story somewhere. Well, it's propaganda. It's breaking wind more than breaking news. I mean, it's 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 all lies and 
you know, and deceptions. Th- this Rand Paul uh, was talking about McConnell's freezing before I forget. Oh, he thinks it's more than a glitch. Here's what he said. I think it's an inadequate explanation to say this is dehydration. Well, I've practiced medicine for 25 years, and it doesn't look like dehydration to me. It looks like a focal neurologic event. That doesn't mean it's incapacitating. doesn't mean he can't serve. But it means that somebody ought to wake up and say, wow, this looks like a seizure. (laughs) You think? You think? I mean, they are amazing how they... They try to hang on to power for as long as they can. Look at Diane Feinstein, 90 years oh, old, geez. and she's completely in a fog, they say now. You hear her talk, she doesn't know where she is, but she hangs on tenaciously to that position. Is it her or her handlers? That's the big question, Bill. I think it's actually the people behind these people who want to keep their person in the seat. Because if they don't, someone else could slip in. Yep, absolutely. And so who are they afraid of? Well, I mean, uh, they could get, uh, by accident, a Republican could sneak into uh, that seat. Uh, maybe yeah. somebody who actually wanted to... I think you're too well organized to let that happen. I mean, come you, on, you'd, like, you, you'd think, but who knows. Um also, we talked a little bit about this uh, yesterday, in case you didn't hear, uh, that uh, that funny guy, Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah, uh, marvelous guy. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Personality. He bought um, 1.7 million shares of Anheuser-Busch InBev. That's Bud Light's parent company. Cost mm-hmm. him $95 million. I think he figures that Bud Light's going to come back. But what I don't understand is, you know, Bill Gates doesn't have a big, uh, great uh, image anymore. A lot of people don't trust him, think he's a globalist, think he's working for people other than people who have our best interest in in mind. And um, so, I mean, I don't know whether his being involved with InBev is going to help uh, their getting out of the doldrums that they're currently in. I think that they his being involved may actually hurt in Bev. Although I'm sure they they I'm sure they'll cash the ninety five million dollar check to help ease oh, yeah. the pain. Um, so he's he spent what about uh, twelve thirteen bucks a share on Anheuser Busch. That's incredible. One point seven million shares. I mean, I, I you you do the the math. It's uh, ninety five million into you know divided by one point seven million. So that's about. I mean, whatever um, they said, they said he bought it for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. You know, so he has a lot of ownership of Anheuser Busch, but I think he's uh, bought himself a pig in the poke, as they would say. You know. Well, you know, or he's thinking that yeah, you know, the uh, the heir to uh, the family there that wants to buy it. Hey, I can let you buy back your stock. Uh, yeah. I paid twelve sixty six a share. I'll give it to you for a hundred dollars a share. How about that for deal? <laughs> Hi, I'm Bill Gates. I'll screw you yeah. frontwards and backwards and sideways. For all too. you do, this buds for you. <laughs> yeah, bend over. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. This is well. That's America, though. That's uh, yep. Um, getting back to the war in the Ukraine, I've been wanting to play this for uh, quite some time. Uh, Robert Kennedy. Junior mm-hmm. uh, was on recently uh, with Sean Hannity, and they were talking about uh, his position on the Ukraine, what he thought was going on there. And like I've said before, including yesterday, a lot of what uh, this guy says, you find yourself agreeing with, even if you don't believe his, you know, in his social uh, uh, social things, you know, uh, his views on on uh, pro-choice and pro-life and things like that. But there are other right. things that he's, he's spot on. I think this is one of them. Listen. I don't like the fact that America is bearing the brunt and the burden of financing most of the war against Putin and Ukraine. I think we agree on that part. Why isn't Europe, why don't they ever step up and defend their own continent before they ask for U.S. involvement? And why would Joe Biden veto Poland giving Zelensky fighter jets to actually fight to win the war after they were invaded? Well, the more disturbing thing is that uh, on two occasions, the Russians tried to sign a peace agreement with Zelensky. Do you trust Putin? 
Do I trust Putin? No, but that's not. I don't listen. I I've, I've litigated over 500 lawsuits. All of them end up with, or many of them end up with settlements or one kind or the other. And you never trust the guy on the other side. You use language art, and you use the design of agreement. So Ukraine, to, to appease Putin, uh, Putin rather, who I think is evil, they've already given up Crimea. It was annexed. So what? They now they have to give up the Donbas area. I, you know, Ukraine because of our pushing the Ukraine into the war on two occasions. They, they, in we, we pushed them into it or to Putin? Well, let me tell you. Let me, let me answer your question. Yeah. In 2019, France, Germany, and Russia all agreed to the Minsk Accords. That year, Zelensky ran for president. He was a comedian. He had no political experience. Why did he win? Because he, he won, ran on one issue, signing the Minsk Accords. As soon as he got in there, Victoria Newland in the White House told him he couldn't do it. Then Putin sends 40,000 troops in. That's not enough to conquer the country. Clearly, he wanted us to come to the negotiation. He wanted somebody to come to the negotiating table. Zelensky came to the negotiating table, signed a new agreement that was the Minsk Accords II in 2022, and that would have allowed Donbass to stay and Lugansk to stay to remain as part of, of Ukraine. We said Putin signed it, Zelensky initialed it, and Putin, in good faith, began withdrawing troops from the Ukraine. What happened? We sent Boris Johnson over there to torpedo it because we don't want peace with. We want the war with Russia. What Whatever. Why are you blaming America's role in this? And, and look, I, I am. Putin to me is an evil, murdering dictator, thug, and when he leaves this earth, nobody's going to miss him. Let's be honest. Um, however, I think that Europe has a responsibility to protect their continent, and yet it always seems to fall on the United States. Joe Biden has committed all these billions of dollars that we can't afford, and he's not fighting the war to win the war. I don't believe in fighting wars half-assed. If you're going to fight a war, you go in, you overwhelming force, you beat them, you get the hell out. That's it, and only if it's provoked. Putin did not need to invade in, in a sovereign country, in my view. Is Zelensky perfect? Nope. I don't think he is either. I agree with you on that part. But America's role, I think, should be dictated first by Europe, and they've got to defend their continent, and they haven't stepped up, in my view. Yeah, I mean, I don't think most of the European countries wanted the war either. It's clear what happened, which is that, you know, from the beginning, we promised in 1992, the Russian leadership said, we will move, this was Gorbachev, said when, when the Soviet Union, he was getting ready to dismantle the Soviet Union, and he said, we're going to allow you, we're going to withdraw 400,000 troops from, from East Germany, and we're going to allow you to reunite Germany under NATO, which is a hostile army. That's a huge concession for them. The one commitment that we want, is what the Russians said, is that you will not move NATO to the east. James Baker, who was then Secretary of State under Bush, famously promised we will not move NATO one inch to the east. Well, since then, we've moved it 1,000 miles in 14 countries. Now, when we started that plan in 1997, Bill Perry, who was the Secretary of Defense under Clinton, said to the Clinton administration, if you move NATO to the east, I'm resigning because you are forcing the Russians to come to war with us. George Kennan, who's the most important diplomat in American history, the architect of the containment policy during World War II, said the same thing. You do not need to make an, a, 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 an enemy out of Russia. Russia should be treated the way we won the Cold War. You know, uh, I believe that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. was more correct with his assessment than Sean was. Sean oh, yeah. is very simplistic, very, uh, well, I think uh, Putin's a, a bad guy and the world won't miss him one iota when he's off this earth. I mean, uh, stuff like that's nonsense, okay? First of all, there's a lot of people who point to those bio labs that were all over the border of Russia, Ukraine, that uh, were, they were making poisons and viruses uh, and they were doing it for us, okay? And that was the reason that Putin initially gave for going into the Ukraine because he didn't like having all those 
uh, bioweapons laboratories on his border because he was afraid that they would have an accident and it would affect his country. Also, he didn't like the Azov Battalion. The Azov Battalion is a Nazi, a pro-Nazi organization. That's the that's the battalion that when they asked Zelensky, what do you think of the Azov Battalion? Uh, uh, aren't they a Nazi organization? Zelensky smiles, shrugged it off, and says they are what they are. You know, like, hey, no big thing. They are what they are. They are Nazis. And he brought them into the Ukrainian army. He made them part of his army so they would fight the war together. And and mm-hmm. uh, Putin was very anti-Nazi. Believe me, if you saw what the Nazis did to Russia during World War II with uh, Stalingrad and other cities, uh, you would mm-hmm. uh, understand why they feel the hatred they feel towards Nazis. So for people like Hannity to brush it off like, well, you know, Putin's just a murderer and he should... Hey, listen, they have, in their mind, they have a solid... I'm not trying to be, by the way, somebody who excuses the the things that he's done wrong. He's done wrong things. He's not a perfect guy by any stretch of the imagination. What he is, is he's pro-Russia. He's pro-Russia. I do admire somebody who is pro their own country, by the way. I think yeah. that that's one of the strengths that Donald Trump has. He's make America great again. He's pro-America. And, uh, you know, the globalists of the world, the Bill Gates, the uh, uh, people uh, out there, uh, they, they, Klaus Schwab and uh, George Soros, they don't like people who are pro-national, you know, nationalists like, like Trump and Putin. They want to, they want countries with no borders. Does that sound familiar? You know, mm-hmm. countries with no borders. Look what's happening with us. Uh, so anyway, I do think that uh, I think RFK Jr. had um, some good points that he made. And I think he probably is more uh, in tune, by the way, with President Trump, uh, with his opinion of the Ukrainian war than um, than Hannity is. Yeah, well, don't judge Russia and not judge us, too, because there are things that we have done. That might be frowned upon, not might, are frowned upon, but we did it for our own cause, whatever yep. it is. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, the, well, I should make a pause for a second to point something out. A friend of mine uh, sent me an email, and I, I read it this morning when I got up. By the way, I've been up since like four o'clock in the morning thinking about this show. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of things going on in the world, and when you have to do your homework, when you have to pay attention to what's going on, it can be overwhelming sometimes. But uh, uh, my friend uh, sent me an email that one of her friends was critical of one of her emails about uh, the Afghan war, the withdrawal. They kind of poo-pooed mm-hmm. the eighty-nine billion dollars worth of withdrawal like it wasn't a truthful figure that maybe we didn't leave all of those weapons behind the liberals are starting a new narrative by the way and and also she had pointed out in her email about uh, eisenhower operation wetback which was a, a serious and legitimate thing that he did where he tried to take illegals who came across and and put them on transportation back to their own countries and he did she had mm-hmm. used she had used in her email the wrong figure of thirteen million, when it was more in line with two million that he moved. But you know it was nineteen fifty five, or thereabouts. You know it was the mid fifties, and they didn't have communication like they have today, right? And, and they didn't have uh, digital tracking and stuff like that. So even for him to take two million people, round them up and send them home, it, it's a lot of people. You know, yeah. con- considering they didn't have uh, what they have now, Trump says he's gonna he's gonna move them all back. And you know, don't doubt Trump; don't, he he may just do it. Um, and and don't think for one second when they ship people up to Boston and New York that the the police departments in those cities don't know where the uh, illegals are. They know. Yeah, they know. But, you know, speaking of the police, um, 
Nobody wants to be a cop anymore. We have a shortage of police. Yeah, officers. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's because the the left had has minimized and criticized and and made it such a a, a bad thing to be a police officer. You know, I mean, these are the guys who run into the buildings when uh, when there's something happening that's that's bad. You know, they run into uh, buildings that are on fire if they're firemen. I mean, these. The police and the fire, they're an integral part of our society. And without them, anarchy, well, there are know? there are good policemen, there are good firemen out there. But because of what's going on, uh, I think the uh, the the talent pool is going to become tainted, and we're going to have some not so good uh, law enforcement. And we've had that before. <laughs> Bill, you know? It's funny you should say that. Do you know what they want to do in some cities now? They what? want to be able to hire illegals. Well, well, there you go. For the police department, you know? You know, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that there will be a whole new set of rules and oh. standards and laws. And, you know, you may have, you you may not have, in your mind, violated law. But you know what? If I can make one up, heck, look what's going on in the, in the Trump case. Um, I mean, uh, what's his name, Smith? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's going after an IT person that worked for Trump at Mar-a-Lago, and they go, "You will testify against Trump, or we're going to prosecute your butt." Yeah. That is jury tampering. That is a big no-no. But they're doing it you because you know the that. rules. The rules don't apply to the left right now. They are pushing every boundary right now. They're doing. Mm-hmm. They're saying essentially, like I said before, they're flooding the zone with all of these charges. Don't be surprised if there aren't more indictments. I mean, just flood the zone, overwhelm the people you're trying to put in jail so that they haven't got the resources or the time to to defend themselves, and eventually they'll collapse under the pressure of all of these indictments and all of this stress. That's what they're doing right now. Anybody on, on the outside looking in can see this. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it should be illegal, but the laws aren't meant for them. Hey, before we forget, Bill, I, I saw this uh, video, and I would recommend mm-hmm. it to, uh, to anybody who uh, is listening. Uh, there's a, a, a guy who does a show. His name is Stu Peters. I, have you ever heard of him? Stu Peters. He, he, I, mean, uh, I know the name. I don't know yeah. the show. He does a podcast. I, I don't really pay much attention to other podcasts, but I bumped into this one. He interviewed for about 25 minutes a young woman, uh, a young black woman, who claims she was trafficked from the time she was about four years old. And uh, she went into significant detail about uh, where she was trafficked. She was trafficked. She lived, I guess she lived on the West Coast. And... Uh, around L.A., and she talked about and she talked about it. If she were lying, she was a great actress because uh, her facts were things that she didn't have to reach for. Do you know when you right. when somebody's lying, you kind of can tell them to say, yeah. It's like that guy, you know, uh, how big was the uh, how big was the pole? It was uh, that big, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the ticket. Yeah, 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 that's the ticket. Exactly. That's she didn't do that. She. This was uh, somebody who was maybe in her early twenties, and she was very serious, very honest, very articulate, and she went into uh, detail about uh, the things that she experienced. If you get a, a moment, uh, look under Stu Peter's podcast. I'm sure on the internet it'll probably come up somewhere, and uh, it'll be this interview with this young lady. It's uh, worth a listen uh, because, because uh, you know, you hear these stories. You don't want to believe it. You want to believe that our country is, you know, apples, God, and country, and, and these things don't happen. But uh, if you see this movie, Sound of Freedom, which I have mm-hmm. not seen yet, but I mean, it's still selling big time. It's still uh, a blockbuster of a movie. Uh, it, it's striking a nerve because you know it's true. You know that they're right. trafficking young children in our country for sex, for, uh, she even mentions it, for adrenochrome and, right. and for body parts. Think about that. 
when they use them up for sex, they then use their blood and then they carve them up for their body parts. Not all of them. Some of them escaped. She escaped. She got away with it. But some people, some of these little precious people are victims. They die. And right. and you, you, we have got to, as a country, become more aware of this tragedy, and we got to help stop it somehow, some way. You know, I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an old disc jockey with bad knees. Not much I can do but talk. But I will talk. You know, I, I will try to get the word around. These things have got to stop. We've got to do something on our side, our, on our end, to put an end to this, uh, this terrible, terrible scourge that's happening in our country. Well, you can't just listen and agree. You've got to sit there and, and do something. Even if it's just taking our show and putting it out there, and you don't even have to copy the link. I think you can go to the website, and uh, I think you can right-click it, mm-hmm. and it creates a QR code that you could take and say, hey, listen to this, and post that code, and it brings you to it. Really? I didn't know that. That's, that's good to know. Um, double-check it, but yeah, I believe that works. Uh, we have got to keep getting the word out that these things are happening. Not everything is dire. Some days things seem to be more optimistic, but boy, there are other days when you hear that story about human trafficking of children. My God, how evil can... If this is a country that we weren't founded on that. We weren't founded on, on that. We were founded on freedom, the love of God, mm-hmm. you know, uh, dignity, the, the rights of all humans, equality. Those are the things that mean something to us as a nation, supposedly. And then you hear about this garbage, this cesspool of evil that is fermenting under our feet. And when I say under our feet, she talks about the tunnels. The miles and miles and miles of underground trafficking tunnels that they use to move people around that we don't even see, that we don't even know exist. But apparently, right. apparently these things do exist. Yeah, they do. Anyway, my friend, I think we uh, have done it again. And uh, we will do it again tomorrow with a little bit of luck. Uh, I, I hope that you've gotten something from today's program. I hope that it means as much to you. I mean, there's so much going on in our world. Uh, And like Bill said, please spread the word. Tell your friends about this show. Every show isn't perfect, but we try our best. We try to get the word out to you because it means so much that we have an informed uh, society out there so that we can't make judgments on partial information. We've got to know what's going on. And, And mainstream media... The NBCs, the CBSs, the ABCs, they're not doing their job anymore. And I worked at CBS for years. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, a- they, they would say we're conspiracy theorists. Uh, I would say they're opinionators. Uh, yeah, I'd I say they're liars, word. yeah. Um, yeah, the opinionators are liars. They're, they're, they're spewing their negativity at you. Yep. And they're not reporting the news anymore. And the, the journalism has gone the way of the Fagawi Indian. So, <laughs> Haven't heard yeah, about them in a long, long time. Yeah, Yeah. well, you know, they're the ones that jumped off the cliff. And, and they uh, said, uh, where? Where the heck are we? Yeah. <laughs> they where, said they didn't say the Fagawi. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you can figure that one out. 833-538-7868 is our number. 833-538-7868 for comments, suggestions, uh, whatever. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. You can send me an email and tell me where the forgot we are. <laughs> yes. Because I'd like to know where they went. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Um, anyway, have yourself a great day, my friend. It's that time for you to step up to your, your microphone and bid us all a fond farewell. <clears throat> Uh, you can't hear my feet walking on the carpet, but no, just I imagine yes, yes. just imagine me going. I am. <clears throat> Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. A terrorist sleeper cell 
has plans to detonate a suitcase nuclear device while the president and the Israeli prime minister are making an appearance at the convention center in Pittsburgh. Can a retired New York City cop stop it from happening? If the cop is Jack Kane, then it's got a good chance. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery by Jim Harrington is a page turner that will keep you riveted from cover to cover. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery from Dover and Blackstone Media LLC is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Strike of the Giant is all you need. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>